Turbo. Let us have the second statement that was given yesterday. This one now is from the World Bank. Before we start. starting out with an important element of the economic crisis brought on by the coronavirus pandemic, and that's the rise in poverty. Yeah, extreme poverty as well, uh, which is set to rise in, for the first time in over two decades this year as the coronavirus pandemic pushes millions of families into economic difficulty. A new report from the World Bank confirms previous estimates uh, that around 100 million people will be pushed into poverty across the globe this year and 150 million people in extreme poverty by the end of 2021. That's about 9% of the world's population, more than 8 in 10 of the newly poor live in middle-income countries. Now, extreme poverty is defined as surviving on less than $1.90 per day, but there are other measures too. Uh, nearly a quarter of the world's population lives on less than $3.20 and more than 40% on $5.50. <laughs> And after a 20-year run of people rising up out of poverty for the first time in two decades, the World Bank is now saying 150 million people could fall into what they classify as extreme poverty by the end of 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic and associated recessions. But it doesn't stop there. The forecast into 2030 also brings in grim numbers with more and more being impacted by climate change poverty. The coronavirus is not just a public health disaster, it's an economic disaster too. And as you will have seen in the report, it's not just in the poor countries that this phenomenon is going to occur. Even in rich countries like yours and mine, the number of people living on the official poverty line here is going to substantially increase. So my name is Andy Sumner. I'm a professor of international development here at King's College London. I work on issues of global poverty and inequality and economic development in developing countries. And I'm in the Department of International Development in the School of Global Affairs. What we found was in the, in the, in the worst case scenario, there could be a very large increase in global poverty, uh, something in the order of half a billion people. So we were pretty surprised by that when we found that. The World Bank says the pandemic will mean that almost 24 million people will remain in poverty this year. In its latest economic forecast, the international organisation has slashed its growth predictions for East Asia and for the Pacific region. Well, blessed people, now you understand the gravity of the prophecies that I have given to this earth and what is the solution? The solution is repentance. The Lord is asking all people 
people he created all of the earth is full of people he created Bwana anawauliza watu wote ambao aliwaumba dunia yote imejaa watu wote aliowaumba And he's asking for repentance Naye anauliza toba that there be a global repentance Ya kwamba kupate kuwepo na toba ya ulimwengu wote mzima And the way you do that repentance Na jinsi ambavyo mtafanya hiyo toba You must contact the messenger Ni lazima mpate kuhusisha mjumbe Again Tena The Lord is watching as you have seen now. And so the Lord expects you to consult with his messenger. The two prophets that are ministering now. One is the glorious body as you see. Right on your screens right now. Even at Central Park they appeared. Hata Central Park walikuja. The one we see up there. Over there. Randy over there. The one you see up there. But he says that you must now listen to this message of the kingdom of God. You must now listen to the message of repentance. In the turning away from sin. The Lord is calling for a global day of repentance. The savior of the entire earth. The savior of the world. He is coming. And God the Father has sent me to prepare his way. That is very clear to even a child now. Everybody globally now knows that those are the messengers sent to prepare the way. Everybody knows now. Even from Lima, Peru, the rain and everything and the coronavirus. You remember so well that when the coronavirus began then the lord showed me a tremendous vision in which the rapture had happened and he took me to offices in tall buildings and how people were running out they were running out and in that part of the world that it was daytime the rapture happened it was daytime when it happened You know that on the on, on another side another side it will be dark another side it will be day And I see people running I even know the details of some of the dressings of the, I even see them now of the people running out of offices and they cannot use elevators they are using the stairs Thank you They are running, they are going down through the stairs. They are coming out of their offices. And they were saying as they were running. That wait, wait, wait. Jesus has come. Jesus has come. Jesus has come. Wait, Jesus has come. They were running, all of them were running into a, a square. All were coming out of offices into the open public area and all were shocked. They was running. 
walikuwa wakikimbia wakisema ya kwamba wewe 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 Yesu amekuja wewe 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 Yesu amekuja na wote walipokuwa wanakimbia wakitumia ngazi they were coming out of the buildings to the open space there with the parking and they were all there in shock and there was a lot of running and vehicles running and people were running everywhere globally people were running na walikuwa wanakimbia kabisa wakitoka katika majengo yao katika maofisi zao na walikuwa wanaenda nje mahali ambapo pako wazi kabisa kabisa and they were talking there so and so has gone can you imagine his clothes remained there his clothes and shoes remained up there in the office so and so has gone they were talking and there was a big panic there was a panic and running and people tried to call the phone lines are all jammed na walikuwa wanazungumza pale walikuwa wanaongea pale wakisema kwamba unaweza kuwazia fulani wa fulani ameenda mavazi yake na saa yake na viatu vyake vimebaki huko juu walikuwa wanazungumza kabisa kulikuwepo na wasiwasi mkubwa walikuwa wanajaribu kutafuta watu wao wakipiga simu lakini simu zote zilikuwa zimejaa everybody was calling at the same time trying to reach their loved ones so all the phone lines the service providers were shut they were jammed nobody could make it through it was such a biggest global panic kila mtu alikuwa anajaribu kupiga simu alikuwa anapiga simu ili kutafuta wapendwa wao hivyo basi wale wanaopeana huduma za simu simu zilikuwa zimejaa kabisa hakuna yeyote ambaye alikuwa anapenya kufikia mwenzake each one was in panic to find out if they, their loved one is still at home or they have gone because people were gone 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 kila mmoja alikuwa katika wasiwasi kutaka kujua je, mpendo wangu ameenda ama bado yuko? Kila mtu alikuwa katika wasiwasi kwa sababu walikuwa wanataka kujua je, ameenda? Blessed people. Watu wabarikiwa. The Lord is very serious. Bwana amemaanisha kabisa. He is going to take the church. Anaenda kulichukua kanisa. You can see the kind of doings that are happening with he that speaks with you. Mnaweza kuona aina ya matendo ambayo yanatendeka na yeye azungumzaye pamoja nanyi. Lima Peru. Lima Peru. Openly announcing in Europe, in Italy. Today I passed the lot of blessings to the pastors in Italy. Kwa wazi kabisa akitangaza kutoka Italy kule Europa. Leo hii nilipitisha baraka nyingi kabisa kwa wachungaji wote wa Italy. Through the senior archbishop there. Kupitia kwa askofu mkuu pale. Because I was told they are all tuned in. Kwa sababu niliambiwa ya kwamba wote wanasikiliza. But the announcement was done in Palermo, Italy. Lakini tangazo lilifanywa kule Palermo, Italy. Saying that when I go to Lima, Peru. Na kusema kwamba nikienda Lima, Peru. At one command. Kwa amri moja. God in heaven open in public will hear my command and open heaven and pour down rain. Mungu mbinguni kwa hadharani kabisa na wazi kabisa atasikia amri yangu na kufungua mbingu kule Lima Peru na kunyesha mvua. And then when I went to Lima Peru two months later. Halafu wakati nilipoenda Lima Peru baada ya miezi miwili. Look at what happened there. Tazama kile kilichotendeka huko. That a man may stand before the public before before the people. Ya kwamba mtu aweza kusimama mbele ya hadharani mbele ya watu. And speak to heaven to God in heaven and all the people are looking up and pointing. Look at that. And even the people there are looking up. All the eyes are up. This is a wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hii ni ajabu kabisa kabisa. Na kusimama. And they were looking at me talking to God the Father. Look at look at that. They were all looking up in heaven like this. Na wote wanaangalia juu mbinguni namna hii. Some of them lifted their hands looking at towards heaven where I was speaking with God Wengine wao wakiwa wameinua mikono yao juu wakiangalia mbinguni mahali ambapo nilikuwa ninazungumza na Mungu Baba. Some of them pointing. Wengine wao wakikonyeza vidole. There is even another clip when in the light when the, with a better light lit. 
speaking to God the Father openly. Nikizungumza na Mungu Baba wazi kabisa. Openly. Hadharani wazi. And everybody is looking up. Na kila mtu anaangalia juu. Aware that he is speaking to his sender, okay. his creator, Wa- his friend. Wakijua ya kwamba anazungumza na yeye aliyemtuma, yeye aliyemuumba, rafiki yake. And then Halafu After that Baada ya hiyo doing a hand like this there's an uh, after doing a hand like this Ukifanya mkono namna hii That Lord open heaven here Ya kwamba Bwana fungua mbingu hapa And then instant Halafu mara moja Look at that That, that one there right there look at that look Tazama at that hiyo. Look at that Tazama hiyo Lord open heaven here now Bwana fungua mbingu hapa sasa And instant Na mara moja Then rain fell down People were looking up as I talked to God Halafu The signs are obvious that the Messiah is coming. Ishara ziko wazi kabisa ya kwamba Masia anakuja. The signs even a baby 12 year old 6 year old can understand that the Messiah is coming. Hata mtoto wa miaka 6 miaka 12 anaweza kuelewa ya kwamba Masia anakuja. The signs Ishara the coronavirus Virusi vya corona This tremendous rain here Mvua hii ajabu kabisa hapa Speaking openly with God Kakamega same thing Nikizungumza kwa wazi kabisa na Mungu Same thing in Kakamega Kitu sawio kile Kakamega It is amazing to live to see this time Yashangaza kabisa kuishi kuona nyakati hizi The Messiah is coming Masia anakuja The nations need to prepare Mataifa yanahitaji kujiandaa The king of glory is coming Falme wa utukufu anakuja And he said Na alisema At this hour Katika saa hii The nations must now repent and return to him Mataifa ni lazima sasa yatubu na kumrudia And prepare the way in their hearts Na kuandaa njia katika mioyo zao And prepare yourselves for the way the na, way that I saw the glorious stairs Na kujiandaa wenyewe kwa ajili ya ile njia ambayo Prepare yourselves to enter that way Mujiandaa wenyewe kuingia katika njia hiyo Even to call down the glorious everlasting stairs of heaven and God lowers them in the sky hata kuzita ngazi za utukufu za milele za mbinguni naye Mungu akazishusha katika anga Blessed people Watu wabarikiwa Time is over Wakati umeisha Look now Tazama sasa at the weight of my words Katika uzito wa maneno wangu The World Health Organization Shirika la afya duniani They have said Wamesema that as we speak now Ya kwamba tunapozungumza sasa hivi They have just discovered in their estimation their best estimates Wamegundua tu katika takwimu zao that 10% of the global population is actually already infected now. Ya kwamba asilimia kumi ya umati wote wa watu wote ulimwenguni tayari wameambukizwa sasa hivi. And all the other remaining population is susceptible. Na, meaning is going to be infected. Na wale wengine wote umati wote mwingine ambao umebaki tayari wanaenda kuambukizwa. And this is a terrible disease. Na hili ni gonjo hatari. Blood clots. It attacks the central nervous system the brain. Inashambulia kabisa ile mtindo ya neva ubongo. It shuts down some of the organs. Inafunga kabisa na kuzimisha kabisa baadhi ya viungo. It causes vascular blood vessels inflame, inflammation. Inasababisha ile mishipa ya damu kwa na moto mwingi. Inashambulia viungo vingine vya damu. Attacks the lungs. Inashambulia mapafu. The Lord is announcing is crying out to you people. Bwana anatangaza anawalilia ninyi watu. This generation. Hiki kizazi. That look. Ya kwamba tazameni. The status of the earth is going to change. Hali ya dunia inaenda kubadilika. After the rapture. Baada ya unyakuzi. Prepare the way. Andae njia. If you see the way dead bodies are being thrown in the streets, since when has that happened on the earth? Ukiona na jinsi ambavyo maiti inatupwa katika barabara. Je, nitangia lini hiyo imewahi kutendeka kwa dunia? The sun has clapped. 
The Lord has written for me texts in the sky. The sun has clapped. Clapping openly. When I say it, let us clap, look at that. And come darkness light on the meeting. Openly in broad daylight. And the Lord is saying that these are the messengers that shut down the sun. They have the authority to shut down the sun. And when time will come, they will shut down the sun. Remove the order. They will shut down the sun. It's amazing. The signs, the writings in the sky, Jehovah writing directly to me. And caught on video as he's feeling the space and writing. It is very shocking an hour. Look at, that, look at the way he writes from all directions. Look at that. From all directions. From down, upside. Look at the way he feels the space. And then in the night, he comes and reads for me what it is. And he says, the judgment of God is coming. Then he wrote across them now in English, a big one saying, the judgment of God is coming. Look at video. What a wonder. The handwriting of God the Father. The way he writes and the kind of script heaven writes. Then you know about these two servants that one of them took the stone tablets. One of them took the writings of God. The Lord is speaking in a very mighty way to this generation. Even to see the handwriting of God in this day and age. And then now you see the World Bank comes now to confirm what the WHO has said and confirm my words of December 1, 2015 when I announced to this generation and I say that it would bring a disease distress upon the face of the earth meaning economic collapse and all disease related distresses unemployment and everything if you see how the big airline, the British Airways, KLM, the big global names, the big boys in the sky. If you see the way they are taking the most expensive huge aircraft and parking into their, they call it their permanent, their eternal resting place. Huge aircraft that are new and normal. They said this one was supposed to work for 8 more years, this one for 12 more years. They are now parking. They say it's permanent resting place. Because there are no passengers. Functional aircraft, 747. 
Super Jumbo. Ndege ambazo zinafanya kazi kabisa kabisa 747 Super Jumbo. The most comfortable one in the sky. Ile ambayo inastarehe kabisa katika anga. They are now parking forever. Sasa zimeegeshwa milele. Because they say it does not make any it's loss. If you run it's a loss. Kwa sababu wanasema ya kwamba ukiendesha basi. There are no passengers. Hakuna wateja, hakuna abiria. Oi. When he said wakati aliposema a global disease distress ya kwamba dhiki ya gonjo ulimungu wote mzima so the lord has spoken very clearly to this generation kwa hivyo bwana amezungumza kwa wazi kabisa kwa hiki kizazi that the messiah is coming ya kwamba masiya anakuja look at how the coronavirus is shaking the united states right now natangaza tazama jinsi ambavyo virusi vya corona inatingiza kabisa marekani sasa hivi and all nations for that matter na mataifa yote mzima kwa the lord is crying out to this generation bwana anakililia hiki kizazi he's saying repent Anasema tubuni. And turn away from sin. Namgeuka kutoka kwa dhambi. And receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. Namumpokea Kristo Yesu kama Bwana na mwokozi. And remain in holiness there. Nambaki katika utakatifu kwenye na uhaki. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Kwa maana ufalme wa mbinguni umekaribia. The signs are everywhere. Ishara ziko kila mahali. The cloud came to Kisumu. Wingu lilikuja Kisumu. Ai. Ai. This generation has seen the cloud that was in the wilderness. Now you know the Messiah is coming. Now we can begin the message. But we so blessed people. That the Lord is saying to the church in Laodicea. And by extension to this generation, the church of this age. He's saying there is nothing that disgusts him that turns him off than a church that was once hot and then backslide become lukewarm now ya kwamba hakuna kitu ambacho kinamuudhi kabisa na kumkera kabisa kama vile kanisa ambalo kwa wakati fulani lilikuwa moto alafu sasa likaanguka na kuwa vuguvugu that you are presenting him very bad ya kwamba unamwakilisha vibaya kabisa very badly before the eyes of this generation vibaya sana mbele za macho hiki kizazi he says Anasema that that church is a church that has lost her salt. Ya kwamba hilo kanisa ni kanisa ambalo limepoteza uchumvi wake. It is good for nothing. Yeye haifai kwa kitu chochote. Her cripples remain crippled. Viwete wake wanabaki viwete. That is where I found the church. Hapo ndipo nilipata kanisa. In this land. Katika taifa hili. And globally crippled remain crippled, seated crippled. Na katika ulimwengu wote mzima viwete wanabaki the church lost her light lost her soul because of the love of money she went for money and yet the glory of God needs to be manifest that everybody perishing in the streets in the dark corners of this earth may see the light and come to salvation that those who are groping in the darkness of this world may also find hope and so now you see the fresh fire that he has brought into the church but allow me first to go back to the situation in Lodicea and we saw 
that the church on fire is the church the Lord desires to see. And I gave you the example of Paul. Paul is here in Rome and he has been told that in a few days he's going to be beheaded. He's going to be beheaded. But you see the joy and the zeal the concern for the cause for the gospel. He was not concerned about being killed or beheaded. The church that is on fire. The hearts on fire. The church on fire. The house of the Lord on fire. The pulpit on fire. The church on fire. He is concerned about discipling Timothy. He is concerned about discipling Timothy. He was more concerned as in when I leave, who will remain here to continue the good work? Who will remain in this place to advance the gospel, to win more souls for Jesus? It is amazing, blessed people. He was not in any panic that he's soon going to die. No. In that type of calling, that you have as a church in this type of calling that you have as a Christian, a believer we have the supreme God himself who has died for our sins then what are we then? dying is to go be with Christ to remain here to win more souls to advance the gospel to die is to go be with Christ. So they did not understand. But the church on fire was focused on the gospel. How to advance it. How to disciple Timothy. How to strengthen him. And seize on him. And launch him as he lives to go be with Christ. And the same thing with Peter. Peter right before he was beheaded. He was more concerned about correcting the doctrine in the church. That's why we read from 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 19 to 22. Warning on the abuse of the grace. And so when you are on fire like the church I know that celebrated the whole night in this nation and globally where the creepers are getting up and walking decreed from here in Nairobi the purpose of these doings is to light up the revival flames in your heart the revival fire to incinerate your heart and we saw that 
at Pentecost. Ya kwamba wakati wa Pentecost. Fire fell from heaven. Moto ulianguka kutoka mbinguni. And that fire was supposed to be sustained continuously. Na moto huo ulipaswa kudumishwa mfululizo. And I took you back to Leviticus chapter 6. Na nikawarudisha kwenye kitabu cha mambo ya Wanawisura ya 6. Verses 12 and 13. Mstari wa 12 na 13. Where we saw that fire again fell from heaven. Mahali ambapo tuliona kwamba tena moto ulianguka kutoka mbinguni. And then the Lord gave a command. Halafu Bwana akapeana amri. Let the fire before the Lord never ever die. It must burn continuously. And so as we began looking at the, the, the revival heart, the church with a zeal. Hivyo basi tulipoanza kuangazia mioyo za uvuvio kanisa lililo na motisha The church on fire Kanisa lililo na moto It's on fire Liko kwa moto It is the church on fire for the gospel Ni kanisa ambalo liko na moto kwa ajili ya injili It's a Christian on fire for salvation Ni Mkristo aliye na moto kwa ajili ya wokovu Their hearts are on fire for Christ himself Mioyo zao ziko na moto kwa ajili ya Kristo mwenyewe They are burning with enthusiasm for Jesus Wana waka kwa Kristo They can't get enough of Jesus. They are burning with enthusiasm for the gospel. They are burning with enthusiasm for evangelism, reach out, outreach. They are powerfully motivated to worship. They have the greatest urge to serve. They have the greatest hunger to worship. They are striving day and night to evangelize. They are fighting vigorously for the gospel to advance. Hey! The church on fire is not a joke. They are empowered by God himself. But we began seeing in a little snapshot. I said before we advance the church on fire which is a bigger bigger session here bigger bigger nilisemea kwamba kabla tuendelee na kanisa lililo na moto ambayo ni awamu kubwa kabisa hapa I said, Nilisema, can we quickly look at uh, the, 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 the killers, the extinguishers of fire, of the fire of God. What is it that extinguished the fire in the churches you see all over Nairobi here and all over Kenya and globally? The fire is dead. Je, ni nini hiki ambacho kilizima moto katika makanisa ambayo unaona hapa Nairobi kote na Kenya na kote kote ulimwenguni? Moto umekufa. Unaweza kuona kwamba moto wao umekufa. You can see they are lukewarm Christians. They are not hot. Unaweza kuona kwamba wao ni wakristo vugu wao sio moto. When you meet them, you know they are living a normal secular life. Ukikutana na wao unaona kwamba wanaishi maisha ya kawaida kabisa ya kidunia. They have no concept of spiritual separation living a separated life separated from the moral decay of this world and in that process i took you right away into the book of malachi where we began from chapter 1 and we saw that the creator 
of the universe. The creator of all men. We saw that he knows what is best for the church, what is best for you. And when he commands or instructs the killer of the fire in the hearts of the believers is to lose respect for God. To lose honor for God. To reach a point where now you dishonor his glory. You see his glory, you want to walk away, you want to dishonor him openly. Blackmail him. In other words, you want to blackmail him. You, you dishonor God. Dishonor his name. Dishonor his glory. And fail to respect him. And lose the fear of God. Once you enter that condition, the fire is extinguished. You have to be very careful. You can reach a point where you are irredeemable. If you don't quickly repent and salvage anything else, he will spit you out as he promises. Once he spits you out, you are in hell. So can we go back again and look at the classical example where the fire on the heart, the fire of revival, the fire inside the hearts of God's people is extinguished. The fire of the Lord in the heart of people, God's people, the people of God is extinguished. Let us go back to Malachi chapter 1. As we begin this short session tonight. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 1. Turn with me. There is the last book in the Old Testament in your Bible. Those of you opening the Bible for the first time globally. It's the last book in the Old Testament. The final words God spoke before he, he went into a 400 year silence. The intertestamental season when now he brings in a new dispensation. Inter, I said intertestamental. Please just listen. Between the two, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So again, in Malachi chapter 1, before we advance the fire, the fire in the hearts of the church, the fire in the hearts of the people of God, the flames of revival for pushing the gospel, enthusiasm, great zeal, great urge, uh, running here and there, trying to win every soul. Before we go to that, let us still handle the extinguishing
every chance of the fire of God. That you may be alert. The book of Malachi chapter 1. Kitabu cha Malaki sura ya kwanza. It says an oracle. An... Let, let me open other versions. Wacha nifungue tafsiri zingine. Because you'll see that it's actually a burden. Kwa sababu it's a burden against Israel. Kwa sababu utaona ya kwamba ni mzigo dhidi ya Israeli. The burden the Lord has over Israel. That prophecy is a burden. Unabii huo ni mzigo ambao Bwana ako nao juu ya Israeli. And every time the Lord says a burden that means there's something wrong. Na kila wakati Bwana anaposema kwamba mzigo hiyo inamaanisha kwamba kuna kitu kimeenda mrama. King James says the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. King James inasema kwamba mzigo wa neno la Bwana kwa Israeli kupitia kwa Malaki. Remember Malaki means the following. Kumbuka Malaki yamaanisha yafuatayo. It means the messenger of God. Inamaanisha mjumbe wa Mungu. Malaki. Malaki stands for the meaning of the word Malaki is messenger of God. Maana ya neno Malaki inamaanisha kwamba mjumbe wa Mungu. Which is also prophet of God. Ambayo pia ni nabii wa Mungu. Which is also angel of the Lord. Ambayo pia ni malaika wa Bwana. Remember the angels of the Lord are messengers. Kumbuka kwamba malaika wa Bwana ni wajumbe. And this book here the way it was written. Na hiki kitabu hapa jinsi ambavyo kiliandika they 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 thought it is not man that wrote it walifikiria kwamba sio mwanadamu ambaye aliandika that it must have been a pseudo man a angel man angel man an angel take the human form write it and then escape again walifikiria kwamba ni malaika walisema walisema kwamba ni malaika ambaye alichukua umbo la mwanadamu akaiandika halafu akatoweka tena they believe wanaamini that is the angel of the lord that wrote ya kwamba ni malaika wa bwana ambaye aliandika hiki kitabu but what is in this book lakini kile ambacho kiko katika kitabu hiki is very central to the present day church ni nyeti na muhimu kabisa kwa kanisa la sasa hivi because remember kwa sababu kumbuka malaki is prophesying at a time after they have come back from babylon malaki anatoa unabii kwa wakati ambapo bado wamerudi kutoka kwa babeli that should remind you about zechariah the prophet we covered hiyo inapaswa kuwakumbusha kuhusiana na zechariah nabii ambaye tulimwangazia we covered very well zechariah chapter 3 at that point when we were discussing our appearing before the lord tuliangazia vizuri kabisa kitabu cha zechariah sura ya tatu wakati tulikuwa tunazungumza kuhusu kusimama mbele za bwana and during the big conference where the cloud came in kisumu i developed for you a parallel between Zechariah and Haggai. Halafu katika kongamano kubwa kabisa ambapo wingu lilikuja kule Kisumu niliwaonyesha kufanana kati ya Zechariah na Haggai. And I say that those two prophets Haggai, Zechariah and Haggai, they were prophesying at the same time zone. Ya kwamba hao manabii wawili Zechariah na Haggai walikuwa wanatoa unabii katika wakati mmoja. Almost on the same mission, encouraging them to build the temple. Karibu kwa utuma ila moja kuhimiza wapate kujenga hekalu. Remember they had just come back uh, from Babylonian captivity and they had begun the good work of total reconstructing the wall and building the tabernacle, building the tent. Kumbuka the temple. Kumbuka walikuwa wamerudi tu kutoka katika umateka wa Babeli na walikuwa wameanza ile kazi njema ya kujenga ukuta na pia kujenga hekalu na walikuja na ari because they knew that at this time as they were coming the promises by the prophets of Israel kwa sababu walijua kabisa kwa wakati huu ambapo walikuwa wanakuja ahadi na manabii wa Israeli the promises of the prophets of Israel ahadi za manabii wa Israeli were going to be fulfilled in their lives zilikuwa zinaenda kutimilizwa katika so 
they came Jaya. with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of zeal, a lot of fire and joy to do the good work. Kwa hivyo walikuja na bidii nyingi kabisa na ari nyingi kabisa na motisha na moto ili kwamba kufanya kazi ya Mungu. To reconstruct the city of God. Ili kujenga upya mji wa Mungu. The wall of protection, the perimeter wall. Ukuta wa ulinzi. And the temple of Yahweh. Na hekalu la Yahweh. And they knew that the prophets had said that the messiah is coming na wali, the messiah would come na walijoya kwamba manabii walikuwa wamesema ya kwamba masia atakuja so they were in great anticipation of the rule of the messiah that when the messiah comes now other people will never invade them and take them captive hivyo basi walikuwa katika matarajio makubwa kabisa kabisa ya kwamba masia atakuja na hivyo wakati masia atakapokuja basi hakuna watu wengine basi ambao watawateka kabisa so now look at this hivyo basi sasa All the three prophets. Hagai. Hagai. Zechariah. Zechariah. Together with Malachi. Pamoja na Malachi. They prophesy post exile, post exilic if you will. Walitoa unabii baada ya ule uhamisho mateka. When they have just returned from exile. Wakati walikuwa wamerudi tu kutoka kwa mateka. But if you look at the time spacing. Lakini ukiangalia kile kipindi cha wakati. You find that Zechariah and Haggai prophesied in almost close together. Unaona ya kwamba Zechariah unaona ya kwamba Zechariah na Haggai walitoa unabii karibu kwa wakati mmoja. But Malachi. Lakini Malachi. Malaki now prophesies when when they have settled. Malaki sasa anatoa unabii wakati ambapo wametulia wamekaa. They have already built their home. Sasa wamejenga nyumba zao. They have built the temple. Wamejenga hekalu. The temple sacrifice has begun. Na dhabihu ya hekaluni imeanza. And then sin and apostasy enters. The zeal, the fire is extinguished. Nayo dhambi na mwanguko wa imani inaingia. Ule moto na ari na bidii inazimika. Why is their fire extinguished? Je, ni kwa nini moto wao unazimika? They lost the fear of God. That is the warning I just gave you a few minutes ago. Walipoteza hofu ya Mungu. Hilo ndilo onyo ambalo nimewapatia tu dakika chache ambazo The Lord is saying that if any Christian if any person will lose the fear of God then in Hebrew they say zeal then zeal with that person finish with that person the fear of God that is the honor due him respect unto the Lord and his glory and he's saying that if any man he created can Go to a, a mode, a, a, a condition whereby they now cease to respect his glory. He is finished with them. He has no discussion. There is no platform for them. Ikiwa mwanadamu yeyote ambaye alimuumba kabisa kabisa, mtu yeyote ambaye alimuumba, baada kuona utukufu wa Bwana. Baada kuona utukufu wa Bwana. Anafahamue tu ajitokeze pale moja kwa moja kwamba mimi sasa nitadhihaki, nitaidhihaki. Sitakuwa na hofu ya Bwana, sitamheshimu Bwana. Akadhihaki kabisa aseme mimi sitaki utukufu wako. Anasema papo sasa, ukifikia kiwango hicho sasa, umekwisha kwa maana hana chochote tena kutenda na wewe. Hata kukusaidia hakuna hakuna vile anaweza kukusaidia sasa kwa maana umempihaki tayari he say it's a blasphemy anasema ni makufuru that he can only help you if you have little rudiments of the fear of god the remnants of the fear of god in your heart yeah. then he can work with that ya kwamba anaweza kukusaidia tu iwapo unayo masalia kidogo tu ya hofu ya mungu katika moyo wako basi anaweza kuitenda hiyo kazi and so the tragedy that befell so when zechariah 
Kwa hivyo wakati Zakaria and Hagai were prophesying. They were essentially encouraging them to continue the good work and build the temple of God. And that's why you hear Hagai say this is what the Lord the, the Yahweh of hosts says. He says go up to the mountains. And bring timber. And build the house. That I may take pleasure in it. And bless you. They were encouraging them to restart the building that had stopped. Because there was a bit of discouragement from Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, they came, they, they discouraged them. Na wale wa Arabu. Na wale wa Arabu. And so anyway, let me just focus on English because the whole world is here number one globally. I'm saying there was a discouragement that came and killed the fire in their hearts. And then they lost honor for God. They lost respect for God. They lost the fear of God. They lost wisdom. So now, Hagai and Zechariah. Zechariah. At the time of building. Malaki. Malaki. Malaki now comes to give the final oracles of the Old Testament. But Malak is prophesying when everything has been built, they have settled, even the temple has been built. And the temple sacrifice is already going on. And then a very big disputation arises between the Lord and his people. A serious disputation. And there was the, the, the Lord speaks to them openly, comes out openly and talks to them about what is ailing them. And so we're going to walk through this again step by step. But you see now at the time when uh, Malachi is prophesying the life of the people of God had begun to degenerate seriously to degrade seriously and it's a very painful episode unto the Lord because the nations out there were waiting on Israel to get her act because they are waiting for the promise. Because in the promise, hallelujah. Let me just give you, let me just flow and give you everything there. The reason they came with fire when they were coming from exile is because they were promised restoration and that the Messiah would come and they would be safety. And nobody would ever attack them again. And take them into captivity. So they came with that 
fire. But when they arrived, they were heartbroken. The reason they were heartbroken is that when they set up everything, their homes and the temple, it appeared to them like life was just going on normally as it happened before exile. And so that disturbed them. Because they expected that within that same time, the Messiah would come as the king of Israel. And so their hearts were broken. When they looked back at what happened to them as they were being taken captive. How the enemy came ran down their defenses and captured them and killed many hundreds of thousands there and took the rest into captivity. It began with the Assyrians. Hallelujah. I think let me just stop the run and give everything tonight. The Assyrians. Now, the Israelites lived in this beautiful land for hundreds of years. About 490 years or so. After they had just come and were settled from Egypt and settled. But when they lived there, the kind of life they lived did not honor God. Did not please God. Did not respect Yahweh. They lived a secular life. And their lives were degrading, degenerating. The very things they were told never ever to do. Like intermarriage with the communities around. In the neighborhood. It's exactly what they did. And they were being warned that when they get married to the daughters of those communities that are in the neighborhood, they will ensnare them and trap them to worship those idol gods. And that is exactly what happened. And remember at that time there were two kingdoms. You are the northern one you are the kingdom of Israel and Judah. And so, the Lord sends his prophets as usual, the way he has sent them to you again. To warn you, to caution you, to tell you of what is coming, and to give you counsel on the exit strategy. Like now, I have told you what is coming in the seven year tribulation after the rapture and I have even simulated it for you using the prophecy of the coronavirus to confirm that yes indeed it is terrible and the Lord is saying 
repent, receive Jesus, be born again. And be holy that you may go into the glorious stairs, enter the safety of Yahweh in the kingdom of heaven. But unfortunately, every generation, they never get to heed the instruction of God. Because of the love of the ways of the world. Because of the love of the pleasures of sin. And they not, know, not knowing that that temporal living is catastrophic. That short time living is very catastrophic. So that is what happened when they were living in that promised land you are the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. And that is how they live there. Without honor to God. And that's why I say every time a generation loses the fear of God, the honor to his glory and dishonors his glory, then judgment befalls. And so you see the first attack came. The Lord warns through his prophets, be careful now. The Syrians will come. An army will come from the north. Nobody pays attention just like this generation. It's amazing that after I've warned about the coronavirus until it's fulfilled and I warned about the locusts which is on your screen on that tree until it's fulfilled and flying like swarms of billions. And I warned about the global poverty that is coming, the degradation of the life of man that is coming. And I warned about all these things. The you, you can see the locusts bigger than it was in Egypt. Because now going to many nations. Now going to many nations. Look at that. In their billions. In their tremendous billions. Bigger than was in Egypt. Across many nations. All these things have happened here. And I want you in advance. I don't know what you are still waiting for or looking for. After warning, still the nations of the earth did not repent. When the locusts came, still the nations of the earth did not repent. After warning about the coronavirus, still the nations of the earth did not repent. But the Lord is even more shocked, more perplexed, more disturbed that after the coronavirus, the dead bodies in the streets, after the dead bodies being thrown in the streets, this generation.
salvation are still not yet repented. Hey. 